The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. And in our Decision Alberta coverage today, we're looking at issues with families and children. Of course, one of those big issues is education. The parties have all been outlining their promises on the education front. Those, in, uh, those promises include from the NDP hiring more teachers and building more schools, from the UCP reinstating the Unproclaimed Education Act and reviewing the curriculum. The Alberta Party is promising to double the number of educational assistants in schools and create more post-secondary spaces. And the Liberal promising to ban seclusion rooms in Alberta classrooms and putting a cap on classroom sizes beginning with K-3 to classes. Joining us this afternoon is Greg Jeffrey, the president of the Alberta Teachers Association. Hi, Greg. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, always my pleasure, Jay Lynn. Uh, How's uh, the solo life working out for you? <laughs> it's a lot of work, let me tell you. <laughs> I bet. Um, you've been in education a, a long time, Greg, and recently I was reading something that you had said. Uh, you said, we've seen many defining moments for teachers and the system. Uh, you say the field is on the verge of another defining moment. What did you mean by that? Well, there are so many issues in this election, and, and the teachers' issue is, is one that I would like to talk about because it, it comes from across the province. We've surveyed our membership, and overwhelmingly, teachers have told us that their number one issue in public education presently is the issue of class size. Class size. What is What would be an ideal class size, Greg? Well, I, I mean... That would be an almost uh, situational thing. But uh, we've been using the numbers from the uh, the Alberta Commission on Learning, which came out in 2004. So in kindergarten to grade three, what we call Division One, uh, the number is 17. Okay. Division Two, grades four to six, is 23. Junior high, seven to nine, 25. And high school, uh, 27. Hmm. Hmm. And um, they're, in most cases, much higher than that right now, aren't they? Well, I think 81% of the K-3 to classrooms across the province uh, exceed that uh, number of 17. So uh, class size being kind of right up there, if you, if you were to point out number two, what would it be, Greg? Oh, number two is support for inclusion. And, support and for inclusion. And those were well out in front. Uh, teachers are frustrated, and, and not because... You know, bigger classes mean more work, but because they feel they're not doing their best work with their kids mm-hmm. uh, because they just don't have the time. Well, and, and you know what, I'm, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just, I, I'm married to a teacher, so I, I hear about a lot of this uh, quite a bit. When you talk about support for inclusion, I know that there is, uh, there's a lot of work towards having more inclusive classrooms, but I think oftentimes from, you know, what I hear across the board is that that can be a real challenge, um, you know, looking at how to do it properly, having the proper um, assistance for um, those students in the classroom. Are, are those some of those things? Uh, yeah, and I mean, and, and truly the two uh, issues are, are almost intertwined. The class size and inclusion go hand in hand. Uh, the more complex classroom is, mm-hmm. uh, the le- once again, the less time the teacher has to spend on individually with uh, his or her students. And it's, it's that individual time that students really benefit from. And, and young students, when they don't get that time right away, 
uh, lacking some impulse control because they they haven't learned that yet sometimes uh, that's when classroom management issues start yeah. to, to come out because the, the children are frustrated and I don't blame them mm-hmm well, yeah, and I think the teachers are frustrated, too. Um, oh, very much Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you look at, I know you've been keeping an eye uh, closely on the, on the party's platforms that have come out when it comes to education, child care. Um, you've been vocal about... Uh, the UCP education platform recently uh, saying that it fails to tackle ballooning Alberta class size and impending crisis of educating children with complex needs, the two things that we just talked about. Uh, also concern about, you know, uh, some of the testing and um, and uh, and curriculum stuff. Can you can you expand on that a little bit? Well, well, teachers have been very vocal on some of these issues and, and they've been out at the forums and talking to candidates uh, when they're when they're door knocking and and to the credit of the UCP uh, they have changed some of their positions uh, they've they're backing away from returning to that grade 3 provincial achievement test and from uh, returning the diploma exam uh, yeah. waiting to 50, back to 50% uh, and and for us that that's good news. That is good news. So oh, it's credit where credit due here. <laughs> um, the liberals you had mentioned as well. You talked about some uh, thinking that that wasn't uh, too bad. Some of the the, the planks in that platform uh, as well with uh, size caps and hiring more teachers. What do you say? Because you know what, Greg. And by the way, it's Greg Jeffrey, the uh, president of the Alberta Teachers Association, joining me on uh, this decision Alberta coverage this afternoon. There's a lot of folks out there that uh, that are saying you know there's and i and i get them on the text line as recently as last week greg saying there's too many teachers out there they get paid too damn much what do you say to those folks and i know it's tough for you because your role but what do you say to those people well i i point to the reputation of uh, alberta education not just in our country but around the world uh, our education system in this province is world-renowned for the results that we get. And our teachers organization, the Alberta Teachers Association, is held up as a model for how other teacher organizations should look. Uh, we're not just the, the hardcore trade union here. We're a very professional organization and, and spend uh, more than half our budget on professional development for our members. Greg, um, number of texts coming in this afternoon, and I knew this would happen, so I'm going to ask you to address them. Uh, many sure. studies, and they say this is a complete phony um, election issue. These people saying many studies prove class size have no effect on student performance. That's one of them. Another one says, hey, Jay, we had 40 to 50 students in public classrooms. Don't recall anyone uh, complaining, plus teachers would ask uh, a lot more questions. Uh, and num- you know, th- my, my class this year had 45 people in it. Um, they're saying it's not a big deal. Well, it depends on, on how far back some of these uh, folks' memories are going. You know, time, times are different. And uh, because we are better at identifying things, we're now dealing with more issues mm-hmm. in the classroom. And, and, and that makes it a lot more complex. Uh, their parents have, uh, have greater requirements of the classroom as well. Uh, different than they did say 30 or 40 years ago uh, where uh, parents just just stepped back and said you know you deal with things so uh, there's a lot more going on in the classrooms of today than there was 30 or 40 years ago how do um, 
the the assistants work into this picture? I mean, having um, uh, teaching assistants in the classrooms would would that would that help with larger class sizes? It does, especially in the cases of inclusion, mm-hmm. because then those students are getting some one-on-one attention. Well, it, it's not always from the teacher. It, it, it's still certainly helpful for that student. And uh, uh, then, then students' needs are taken care of, and, and they experience less frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, and I, I'm just going to keep uh, throwing some of these at you because they're coming sure. in, and it's, you know, someone says, hey... Um, Teachers work like 130 to 140 days a whole year. That's a pretty good gig for a nice paycheck. Well, when you actually do the math on that, Jalen, uh, there's about in the school year there's about 40 weeks. Uh, but uh, in the studies that have been done here in Alberta, the average uh, teacher work week is 52 to 55 hours. So when you do the math, it, it works out to like a, a 50. Uh, 50-week workload with 40 hours a week. So uh, when you you get down to hours, teachers are not ending their workday at 3.30 when the buses pick the children up to take them home. That's for sure. You you watch the size of some of the bags teachers are carrying out with work they're taking home and then bringing back the next day. Work is happening after school, in the evening, on the weekends. Or volunteering to coach your kids' teams, do all of that sort of stuff as well. Uh, you had oh, yeah, mentioned I did a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> you had mentioned um, you know some of the more some uh, of the challenges that uh, the you know it seems that there's more challenges now in some of the classrooms. And you had mentioned um, I saw a quote uh, from earlier this week or last week saying that you were uh, a little bit disappointed there, or that you were disappointed that mental health wasn't as much a focus in any party's platform. Can you expand on that? For me? Well, one of the things we would like to see is a certificated so a teacher, counselor available in every school. Uh, when when children are, are having these, these times of need, uh, they shouldn't be waiting 10 days, two weeks for a system psychologist to be able to be booked mm. by the school and actually show up. When they need this support, they need it now. And it would greatly reduce some of the difficulties we have in our school uh, if those mental health professionals were available in all of our buildings. So as, uh, as folks are, are going to the polls on Tuesday, Greg, uh, what do you want them to remember when it comes to um, the education side of uh, making the decision? Well, uh, the, the first thing, I guess, and if we want to break it down to basics, uh, take a look at that funding for growth. Uh, Alberta is still growing, and the estimation is an increase of about 15,000 students per year across the province. Now, that would almost fill up our, our Rogers Place uh, <laughs> arena. So imagine that many kids coming in, and if there's no funding for growth, they have to be squeezed into the existing classroom. So that's, a, that's an important piece uh, in terms of class size. But it would sure be nice to, uh, to get back to where we once were. But that would take at least, uh, I guess, about 2,100 teachers right off the bat. How many? I'm sorry you were breaking up there. Oh, sorry. 2,100? 2,100. 2,100, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting stuff. Uh, Greg Jeffrey, the president of the Alberta Teachers Association, joining me this afternoon. Thanks for weighing in. I appreciate it, Greg. Always a pleasure, Jalen. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.